All right, let's hit the field. All right. Just wanted to talk, that's all. It's February 26th, and it's day two of the Juan Soto era as the Yankees take on the Minnesota Twins in a spring training matchup behind bounce-back candidate Nestor Cortez Jr. My recap, your reactions, coming up next. This is NYY Recaps. Welcome to Yankee Stadium. Just when they thought I was out, they pull me back in. <laughs> All right. Welcome back, everybody. I'll tell you what, I love it when I schedule the podcast perfectly. I scheduled today's podcast for 3.50. The game just ended at 3.47, and it is now 3.50 p.m. So, hey, right on the money today. (laughs) (laughs) It's one of those stupid little games that I play with myself every day, and that's definitely going in the out-of-context reel. Uh, you know, some people have Wordle. I try and guess the exact minute that the uh, Yankee game is going to be over and the podcast is going to begin. I'll tell you what else I love about spring training games. You get the hardest of hardcore Yankees fans listening and watching this podcast because most of the world does not care about these games. To most of the world, these games do not matter. Nothing that happens in February for baseball matters. But you and I know different. And we know that a lot of what goes down in the days and weeks leading up to the season can really be indicative about the season at large and can affect the season at large. And so far, we're seeing some very good things. Uh, Yankees continue to absolutely just rake this spring, especially Juan Soto. He smoked one today. Saw some good things from Ben Rortfett today, and new prospect Your Beat Vivas uh, took one deep for a three-run home run. Anyway, uh, I hope your Monday is treating you well. In case you missed it, Val Territory was at Yankees camp today. Didn't get a ton of players. They got Marinaccio. They had Eric Boland, uh, who's a Yankees beat writer for Newsday. Thought the uh, interview was interesting. He ba- he basically said that um, Stroman looked pretty good yesterday, despite the statistics and that he's going to be a perfect fit for the clubhouse. He said that uh, John Carlos Stanton looks like a completely different human. And so far I have to agree. Frankie baseball says, is it premature to say that this team is going to go 162 and O I know that Juan Soto has been the talk of camp so far the last couple of days, but you know, probably just important, if not more important than what Juan Soto is doing, is what the two lefties that have started on the bump the last couple of days have been doing. Yesterday, Carlos Rodon looked healthy. He was crisp. He was effective. Five of his eight recorded outs came via strikeout. We saw life and ride on the fastball. We saw a good cutter, and we saw one or two roundhouse curveballs that he was able to drop in there for strikes. I rewatched some of his outing this morning. And I could see the influence of Andy Pettit on him, especially with the down and into righties bite that he was getting on some of those cutters. Andy used to live on that throughout his career. So hopefully that relationship uh, is paying dividends for the Yankees. Jackson Raisbeck says, couldn't watch Howard Stanton's at bats. They were solid. We'll get there. We'll get there. 
Uh, he does look a little bit different, but uh, he did hit one over 110 miles an hour. Today was Nestor Cortez on the bump, coming back from an injury-plagued 2023 campaign. But prior to that, he was one of the most effective pitchers in the American League in both 2021 and 2022. Uh, so I was really excited to see what he was going to do uh, in his first start back. So let's get to the recap. All right, let's go. Let's get it going. So we saw a good fastball right from the very beginning from Nestor. He was sitting at 92. He touched 94 when he needed to. He loaded the bases in the first inning but pitched out of it. Uh, Juan Soto scared me to death for the second day in a row. He attempted to make a diving catch on a blooper in right field, kind of rolled over his right wrist. So an ankle and a wrist, he's rolled, o- a wrist. He's rolled over in the first two days. Uh, it's spring training, big guy. It's spring training. Let's just take it easy. Let's let that shit drop in. I'm okay with that in spring training. Nestor Cortez had a good second inning, but much like Rodone yesterday, he ran out of gas around 35, 38 pitches. Uh, he went two and two thirds. He gave up seven hits, but some of them were soft. Two runs, no walks, four strikeouts. To me, he looked pretty good, and I was left feeling optimistic about his uh, future this season. So another scary moment in the um, third inning. Uh, There was a hard chopper to third base. DJ LeMahieu was playing third base, and it took a bad hop and just hit him right in the kisser. Right in the kisser. He stayed in the game, uh, so apparently he was fine, but you can see that he was checking to see if his mouth was bleeding. And I'll tell you what, mouth injuries are the worst. I chipped a tooth one time, and it was some of the worst pain that you can imagine. Uh, To feel the cold air, if you've never done this, just be glad. You feel that cold air hit that infraorbital nerve and shoot pain right up through your head. Look, it's the worst. Uh, so I'm glad he's okay. Remember a couple of years ago, a lot of people forget this. When Aaron Judge came up, his teeth looked a little different. He had the big front teeth with the gap. He's gotten his smile fixed a little bit. But part of it's artificial. There was a, a helmet that bounced off the plate, hit him in the tooth during a walk-off. And you could see the tooth go flying out of his mouth. He ended up having to go right to the dentist that night. You know that hurt. Uh, And I think somebody actually found the half of his tooth remaining on the field. But anyway, DJ was okay. (sighs) Ben Rortvet had a good day. He gunned down a runner at third base to end the third inning. And he had a couple of hits. Very nice piece of hitting for the Yankees' first hit today. A seeing-eye single opposite field through the shortstop hole. And then he came around to score on a two-run double from Mr. Juan Soto. Ball was hit to right field. Thought from his reaction that he got all of it. He kind of you know pimped it out of the dugout or out of the batter's box a little bit. Uh, ended up hitting the wall. A little bit of Josh Donaldson there. But I think the wind knocked it down. Stanton hit one to right field that got held up by the wind a little bit. It was 110 miles an hour off the bat, and it died in front of the warning track. So a lot of times in spring training, you know, because you don't have the three decks, you know, the wind starts blowing across Florida, 
and you get those strong winds, and they'll knock the ball down, or they'll carry them out. Like, you watch a game at Lakeland, Florida, and you'll see a ton of home runs. Uh, but John Carlo, I thought, did have some good at-bats. Everybody was talking a lot about a changed stance. I didn't see much of a changed stance. I mean, maybe a little bit of a different angle on a bat, On uh, you know, when he's, when he's waiting. But he's still kind of bouncing it off his shoulder. Uh, he is much skinnier than last year, but you can tell he's still incredibly strong. Just less muscle mass in general. I don't think his power is going to be too affected because he doesn't need to hit the ball 490 feet. So even if he loses, you know, some distance, he's still going to have plenty of distance to hit the ball out of the ballpark. Uh, Glaber Torres gave the Yankees a 4-2 lead with a nice piece of hitting. Good start to the spring for him. Couple of RBIs today. And then Yorbeat Vivas, who the Yankees got for Trey Sweeney this winter. I liked him immediately when I started watching highlights and I looked at the numbers. He smoked a three-run home run to blow the doors open in the bottom of the seventh. Frankie says, Yorbit Vivas, 2025 opening day second baseman. And you stole it right from my notes because I wanted to make a note about that. We'll get we'll get there. Uh, that made it 9-2, but I love his swing. Uh, it is perfect for Yankee Stadium. He's going to get a lot of backspin. And so a lot of those high flies that you saw today are just going to carry right out at Yankee Stadium. And I'm going to go out on a limb. I think this is going to be one of Brian Cashman's best trades ever. And if the Yankees don't re-sign Glaber Torres, then Yorbit Vivas going to be your second baseman uh, to open next season. Other notables, I thought Cody Poteet threw the ball really well today. Good, sharp breaking ball. Kind of reminded me of Ian Hamilton's Slambio pitch last year. And Cody Poteet is one of those guys off the scrap heap that uh, the Yankees must see something in the metrics that they like. They're really good at turning, you know, kind of forgotten guys into good relief pitchers. So uh, let's hope that turns out well. He had three strikeouts in one and two-thirds innings. And the Yankees hang on to win again in a blowout, 9-2. to Ball game over. Yankees win. All right, we got to talk about the belt because there's a lot of good candidates today. Soto had the two-run double. Ben Wartfed had a couple of hits. Uh, and he threw somebody out. And as I mentioned, he is out of options. So there is a chance that Wells could start the season in AAA and Ben Wartfed, who caught the final 13 starts of Garrett Cole's Cy Young season, could be your uh, either backup catcher or probably not starting catcher, but possibly the backup catcher. Uh, but my choice for the belt today is Mr. Jorbit, who put one into orbit. Max Coverage TV says Peraza versus Vivas is going to be his watch this spring. That should be a good one. I'm excited to see what Vivas does. I mean, I just like his swing. I like his approach at the plate. I tell you what. Uh, ben Rice hasn't done anything yet this spring offensively, but we've seen him take some cuts, and he's got a good swing. He has got a fast swing, good bat speed, a uh, good uh, typical left-handed stroke for Yankee State. Honestly, you look at his batting stance and the way he um, you know, comes through the zone, reminds me a little bit of George Brett, honestly. I mean, that's a big comparison. He's a, he's a 
meddling minor leaguer right now, but George Brett, one of the most accomplished hitters of all time. But in terms stylistically, I feel like there's some similarities there. Um, Frankie says, Yorbit, first of what will hopefully be many, many belts. You're a smart motherfucker. That's right. So, yeah, I feel pretty good about it. Um, you guys want to uh, watch the full screen highlights here? Might as well. Might as well put them on. And we're going to close out the belt there. So we see Nestor here spotting the fastball in the outside corner. 93 miles an hour. Uh, there's 94, so good midseason velocity already back. 93 up above the zone. He gets good life. This was 84. That was the off-speed pitch. And then 92. Guess this one gets slashed over Juan Soto. Tell you what, Soto really, um, he looks athletic, but he doesn't move very fast. Uh, and then this was the shot that hit DJ LeMahieu in the kisser. And then Juan Soto, he thinks he got all of this one, but that Tampa win knocks it down, and it hits the Enlorum sign. A couple of runs scored. Nice piece of hitting, though. This was Jace Avina, hits one to left field for a uh, ground rule double. That gave the Yankees a lead, and then Glaber Torres strokes one to left center field for a base hit that put the Yankees ahead, 4-2, to two, and they never looked back. Uh, this was the shot by Dunham. Nice piece of uh, effort there in center field, but the ball gets away. It made it 6-2, and then Yorbit Vivas putting one into Orbit Vivas. Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah, Avina did have a pretty good game today. And I, I think it's funny what VVUC says, that uh, DJ almost ran down Rortfett on the uh, on the bases. <laughs> Snickle Nave says, Yorbit has crazy potential. Honestly, he seems ready for the majors when you look at last year's numbers. What really makes me wonder... What the Dodgers were thinking. What the Dodgers were thinking was that um, they needed a 40-man roster spot. He's a prospect. They were able to get another comparable prospect who's a little bit further away, and that's Trey Sweeney, who was not on the 40-man roster. Uh, and that allows them to you know, do things like sign Shohei Otani and, and, and so forth. They had, the Dodgers had a really good winter. Uh, they got Otani. They got Tyler Glass now. They, of course, got Yamamoto. Uh, and they got Teoscar Hernandez. So they went absolutely balls to the wall. Uh, Panda Crespo, Yankees 3-1 and one this spring. We're not going to count the, the split squad loss. <laughs> uh, no, we, we, I guess we have to. Um, apparently, Yes is going to cover 25 games this spring. I'm going to cover some of them. I'm going to be back. The Yankees are back on um, Thursday night on Yes at 6.30. So I'll do a post-game recap to that. And then Friday post-game recap. So uh, uh, we will see you when we see you. Take a few more comments, a few more questions here. Um, Panda says, let's see how Glaber Torres does this season. You know, um, I, th I think he looks confident. He looks like he's in good shape. Hey, if he has a Glaber Torres-style season, the Yankees will be just fine with that. We don't need him to hit 40 home runs. We don't need him to hit 330. Go out there and hit 280. Play solid defense. Maybe run the bases a little bit better. Hit 25 home runs. And I think most Yankees fans 
would sign up for that. Um, uh, Max Coverage TV says, people are overreacting to Cortez giving up seven hits and two runs today. What are your thoughts, bro? I don't overreact to spring numbers. First of all, a lot of those hits were were soft, and it's his first outing. I mean, look how many fastballs he threw. And another thing that's different about spring versus regular season is you work hitters differently. You know, in spring, if it's a fastball count, you're probably going to throw a fastball. You know, if it's two and one, you're going to try and throw a fastball so you don't fall behind three and one. You're going to challenge the hitter a lot more. Whereas you might go with a two one cutter during the season. You might try and, you know, be a little bit more creative, pitch a little bit more to the scouting report. So, no, I'm not worried at all about the uh, seven hits. I saw Roger Clemens one time in spring training give up nine runs in the first inning. And I think, you know, or maybe it was like two innings. And I think that year he won like 17 games or something like it was, it was ugly. It was like every other pitch was a absolute rocket off of the rocket. Uh, so it looks like um, Cole is going to pitch this week. So that'll be cool. Uh, we'll get to cover his first start after winning the Cy Young award. Vivox says, do you spot some changes in Volpe's stance? You know, I didn't notice anything. I wasn't really looking for it though, to be honest, I was, you know, kind of watching to see, uh, you know, that the bat path, because they said that he was trying to level out his swing more. And I did see that a little bit. It did seem a little less loopy, but I think I need a bigger sample size to really take a look at it. You know, even in a, at bat where you get a, a look at you know four or five pitches, you don't always get a good pitch to hit. You want to see what a guy does when he gets some good pitches to hit. And I didn't think he saw much to uh, hit today. Frankie says he once saw George or saw Roger Clemens in George Steinbrenner's box. I like it. <laughs> I'll be over here like winning. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Um, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up here. I got to get out of here. Final comments, final questions here. And then I will be back go, on Thursday after Thursday night's game. And by the way, head on over to Foul Territory and watch that interview with Eric Boland. Uh, we also had Ron Marinaccio on today. Game over, man. And he Game was talking over. about how he essentially – Feels like he's in much better shape this year. You remember he was coming back from a leg injury last year, so he was behind when spring training began. This year he's 100% healthy, and I don't think he's going to lose that fastball midway through the season. So uh, Charlie said, was Cortez dropping his arm angle today? If he did, I didn't notice it. Usually that's something you mix in. He'll probably mix that in as the spring goes along, doing the shimmy and the shake and all that funky nester stuff. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, as always, like and subscribe. Check out the shop. It's nyyrecaps.shop. We got hats. We've got uh, shirts. We got hoodies. We got coasters. We got posters. Uh, All sorts of fun stuff. And everything that you purchase helps continue the existence of this channel. And also subscribe on all your favorite podcast platforms. If you haven't done that, it helps the podcast enormously. We, we don't have any sponsors yet for this year. We are taking sponsors. Uh, I'm trying to renew with game day. We'll see if they're, uh, if they're interested. I haven't been able to get in touch with anybody, but I left Blue Wire. I'm out on my own right now, so I'm not running any ads on the podcast, and I'm not, uh, I haven't sold any sponsorships yet. So I'm really looking forward to uh, <laughs> talking to somebody who wants to sponsor this podcast. So, 
Uh, as always, like and subscribe and you know, check out all your podcast platforms, and I'll see you next time. Oh.